And we are back, Kyler Burrell's unedited podcast, episode three of the reboot. We're finally going to have this strict schedule. We're going to do a, I like, I want to do one every Wednesday and Sunday. Wednesday, kind of midweek, um, before the NFL games start, and then Sunday will be like after the fight, after the UFC cards and stuff like that. Um, so that's how we're going to do this today. We're just strictly doing, we're doing NFL talk, then we're going soccer, college football, combat sports, NBA, and that's how we're going to kick it off today. There's a lot to discuss. I'm going to do my, today, we're going to start off with a few headlines, then we're going to do NFL, my final pre-NFL season start standings and playoff predictions. I'm going to break it down uh, uh, division by division, then we're going to go into, we'll go into my, so we're doing game one, we're doing week one game predictions. This year, I get a, I get a point, or two points for guessing the game correct. And I get an added four points if I guess the uh, score correct. So that's how we're going to do the system this year. We're going to go Thursday night games, Sunday early games, Sunday late games, Monday night football. We're still going to go my top five spreads of the week, obviously. We'll see how many I can get right there. Then I'm going to do my award predictions, how I think, who I think is going to get the awards this year by the end of the season. So we'll start out with some headlines. Uh, Vaughn Miller, he had bad knee injury, likely done for season. He says he wants to seek a second opinion, but it looks like it possibly a December return, but very unlikely. It looks like he's going to be done for the year. Um, Jadavion Clowney, obviously signed with Tennessee, and Fournette signed with Tampa. I've been asked what my opinion is on the Fournette thing. In my opinion, there's because since Fournette got released, there was nothing that came out with any out on off the field issues or any in the locker room issues, I literally think it's Jacksonville wanting to tank and being able to get one of those three quarterbacks. They want Lawrence Fields or Trey Lance. That's what they want. So, in my opinion, that's what's going on here. Then you you trade away your best pass rusher, your best probably your best defensive player, and Yannick Ngakwe to the Vikings for a second to fifth rounder. Vikings are thrilled. They're like, we could get a. I mean, he's potent, He's a, he's a potential Pro Bowler. A guy that could lead the league in sacks this year, um, and I, I had I, I had him in my top three running. Honestly, I put Yannick Ngakwe in my top three running for defense player of the year. I didn't end up choosing him, but he was in my top three because I think he's going to have a lot of sacks. I think he's going to finish third or second in sacks. My defense player of the year let will I predict will lead the league in sacks. We'll get to that here in a bit, but I think it's really just Jacksonville wanting to tank. I don't see. I don't think any issues were there, and I don't even think they tried to trade him because. No team has come out to say, yeah, we well, we tried to trade for him. Like, so I don't think there was any – I don't think they even tried to trade for him. I think they just cut him because I think they're trying to tank. Tampa Bay gets a great pickup. They have a three-headed monster at running back now. Uh, this was, I think it's a bad signing, though, if you're a fantasy owner of him or Ronald Jones because Fournette's going to be in on rundowns, and then you're going to see Ronald Jones in on the passing down. So it's going to take away from them getting their a lot of touches, and Fournette's not going to be in every down back. Ronald Jones, I thought he would definitely be – he would get 80% of the downs over LaShawn McCoy this year. Now I think it's going to be about 50-50 split with Fournette. Maybe Ronald gets a little more because the Buccaneers are going to be a passing team. But, yeah, I think it's a great signing for Tampa, though, because you got a two-headed monster. It's good for them, not for fantasy owners. Uh, Watson gets a four-year, $160 million extension from the Texans. And then DeAndre Hopkins gets a two-year, $54 million extension from the Cardinals. Now he's on a total of a five-year, $95 million contract. 
And then Jalen Ramsey becomes the highest paid corner in NFL history. Five years, $105 million. Now we're going to get to the predictions. We'll start in the NFC with the NFC East at the bottom. I got the Washington football team going 4-12. I got the New York Giants going 5-11. The Philadelphia Eagles going 9-7. And, and the Dallas Cowboys going 11-5, winning the division. In the NFC, now we'll talk about Washington. Uh, I think Haskins is going to be good for them. I don't think he has enough around them around him though, so I think they're you know they're going to be okay. They're going to be they're going to be a bad team. That's just what they are right now. They're in a rebuilding process. They want to see if Haskins can be their guy. In my opinion, what sucks is if they go four and twelve. I feel like they're going to look for one of those quarterbacks, which I think is bad because I think Haskins is going to have a decent year, and I think Haskins is their franchise quarterback. I think Haskins is going to be a really good quarterback in this league, but they're one, two, maybe even three years away from. I think two years away from being. A good football team. They need solid drafts. They need good free agency signings, not dumb ones. They need good ones that fill their needs. Giants, I just don't think Daniel Jones takes that step. I also think he's their franchise quarterback, though. They should not look for a quarterback. Daniel Jones is their guy. I just don't think they're good enough. I, I really don't. I just don't think they're good enough. Eagles, I'm not as high on the Eagles as everybody else is. And maybe this, I'm a little biased in this one, of course, but I think Dak Prescott is personally a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. But... And I just, the Eagles are getting older on the O-line. They got some old guys. The Cowboys don't have anybody that are 35, 34 years old like the Eagles do. The Eagles are old on the O-line. Injuries could be an issue. I'm not completely sold on the running backs. We'll see how the receivers are this year. They're bad last year. I think they got really, two really good tight ends in Goddard and Ertz. Maybe the best tight end duo in football, with, along with Tampa Bay. Uh, we'll see how their defense is. I'm not high on the Eagles everybody else is. And I got the Cowboys. Their offense is going to be unbelievable. And I think their defense grows up this year. I think they're right to let go of Hall, Clinton, Dix, because I think uh, Thompson, our other safety, is going to be really, really good. And I think Xavier uh, Woods is going to be really good too. We're young at corner. I think those guys grow up. We're very good at linebacker. We've got good pass rushers, good interior D-line. Joe McCoy is a huge loss, but I still think we can be fine. On the offense end, great O-line, great running back in Zeke, a great backup running back in Pollard who can come in and catch passes. And then the receiving core, what can I say? you got Mari Cooper. Michael Gallup, and then C.D. Lamb there is your third. What a, I mean, slides down to you at 17. Great pick by the Cowboys. I think he's going to be an um, – I think he's the best shooter in the draft, and I think he's going to be an unbelievable player. Blake Jarwin, I think, is going to take a huge step. Not I think he doesn't have to worry this year that, okay, man, if I mess up, I'm going to get taken out, and Witten's going to come right back in. This It's a, he, it's his job. It's Blake Jarwin's job. I think he's going to take a huge step. Dak loves the tight end, so I think Dak's going to throw to Jarwin a lot. I think Jarwin's a sleeper on, on fantasy as well, so I like Blake Jarwin a lot. Let's get to the NFC North. I got the Lions and the Bears going six and ten. I uh, don't. I just the Lions. Just, I don't know. Look, I'm not. I don't. I don't think Patricia's an NFL head coach. In my honest opinion, I think he's a great D coordinator. I don't think he's an NFL head coach. I wish Matthew Stafford could get out and go to. A, I mean, there's a teams that could use Matthew Stafford at quarterback. There are some really good teams that would be like, yeah, we'll take Stafford. I mean, let's think about some teams with some uh, with some guys. You could go. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sold on Josh Allen. Him and him and the, him at the Bills, not bad. Denver, Oakland, L.A., Jacksonville. I think if they get a draft, but you know, in the Colts maybe because I don't think Rivers going to be there long term. The Colts would be a good option for him. I'm just not a huge fan of the Lions or the Bears, especially their quarterback situation. I think I don't think Foles is a I think Foles is a great backup in this league, and he's been blessed. 
with a couple contracts because he he's came in behind a few guys, and he's done really well. They've been putting in great situations. I'm not so on Trubisky. They they whiffed that pick obviously with Watson and Mahomes being there. And then you got the Packers. I got them going nine and seven. Not I'm not. I don't think they do good well this year because I don't think Rodgers is going to be fully invested. I think he's really pissed off that they picked Jordan Love. I think Rodgers. They're going to go nine and seven, and miss the playoffs, and I think Rodgers is going to find a way to get out. I really do. I think Rodgers finds a way to get out of Green Bay at the end of this year. And I got the Vikings winning the division at ten and six. I honestly think I could put the Vikings at eleven and five. They might get changed to eleven and five. To be completely honest, the Vikings might get changed to eleven and five. I really like their team. Um, they bring in Yannick Ngakwe, just a great sign. Their defense is going to be off the charts. Dalvin Cook, hopefully he's for sure playing. Obviously, you lose Diggs, but I think you get a great pickup in uh, Justin Jefferson in the draft. I think Rudolph has a great year. Rudolph, another fantasy sleeper tight end. I think he's going to get a lot more touches this year. And then, obviously, you have Adam Thielen, unbelievable receiver. O-line's got to, O-line's got to be there for Kirk Cousins, though, also. NFC South, i got the Panthers going 5-11. and Just don't think they're ready yet. I think they're a year away. I don't. I also don't think Bridgewater's that great of a quarterback. I don't think he's a quarterback that can win you a Super Bowl. But you got to get a guy, and he's not bad to have. You have McCaffrey. I think they're a year away though from being really good. I think next year they could be really, really good. Atlanta seven and nine again. I think the same thing happens as last year. I just don't think. I just. I don't think they mesh. I don't. I think the coach will be gone at the end of this year. Falcons seven and nine. Top of the division. Unreal. I got the Saints going eleven and five. People are probably saying, "What the Bucks over the Saints?" I think the Bucks are going to mess so quick, and people are going to say, oh, shit. That's what I think people are going to say. I got the Saints going 11-5. Not, no, no wrong here. If you have the Saints going at number one and the Bucks too, I'm fine with that. I got the Saints at 11-5, Buccaneers at 12-4. NFC West, I got the Rams going 7-9. and nine. I just don't think their they're running back situation is not great. Their O-line's okay. We'll see what the defense does. Um, I am a big Jared Goff guy. He's got to prove it to a lot of other guys, though. He's got to prove it to other people as well, though. I'm sold on Goff. I love Jared Goff. I'm a Jared Goff guy. Not a lot of people are, I don't think, though. Let's just go. Okay, so I have... you Every year, I like to throw a team in there that I think is going to surprise some people. I have the Arizona Cardinals winning the NFC West. I think their defense is going to take a huge leap. I think they have they drafted a guy in Isaiah Simmons that's going to play like a fifth year, six year guy, and he's going to be a he's going to be a megastar. I think their defense take a huge step. I think their offense, who didn't lose any key weapons, they got Drake and Evans back in the backfield. They they returned Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, and Andy Isabella, and they added DeAndre Hopkins with Kyler Murray in his second year in this system. And technically, it's like his second year in this system, third year in this system because he played the same system basically at Oklahoma. I love the Arizona Cardinals. I think they take a huge leap, and I think they win the NFC West. I have the Niners and Seahawks both going 10-6 and six with the Niners finishing second and Seattle finishing third. AFC time. AFC East. I got the Dolphins going 3-14. and 14. This year, I think they rest to a... With that hip injury, it's kind of a freak injury. I think they want to let it heal right. I do think he gets in. Probably the last three, four weeks of the season just to let them play. But Fitzmagic played most of the year. I think they go 3-13, and just a bad team. Jets, 6-10. and This is a team I could see going 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven range, though. I could, but I'm just not – I'm not huge on them. We'll see. I'm hopeful Le'Veon Bell bounces back, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he's done. Not a huge fan of the receiving core around Sam Darnold. And we'll see what the defense is like. But I'm not big on the Jets. 6-10. and 10. I got the Bills going 10-6. and six. 
take just a game, you know, where they were eleven and five last year. Yeah, just a just a step back. Uh, I think they're about the same team as last year, to be honest. We'll see. I'm not a big believer in Josh Allen. We'll see what happens there. And I got the New England Patriots winning the division at ten and six. Cam Newton, I think, is going to be unbelievable this year. I love. I think the Patriots are going to surprise a lot of people. I think they're going to be a lot better team than people think, and I think the Patriots win this division. AFC North. I got the Bengals going three and thirteen again. I don't. I think Joe Burrow just struggles as any rookie quarterback does. You know, it's very rare you get a quarterback in to come in and throw more touchdowns and interceptions and stuff like that. He's going to throw a lot of picks. They have a good offense around him though, so he's. Good, but the O line is bad. They got good weapons, but the O line is bad. And can AJ Green stay healthy? I don't think so. So I think it's going to take away a weapon. They're just going to be. You know, there's going to be. You know, they're down. But I think if they go three and thirteen, that's not bad. Because I think if they have the one or one, two or three pick, they're going to be able to trade back to a team that wants a quarterback, and then they're going to be able to add assets and pick up an alignment in the draft. I got the Cleveland Browns going ten and six, and the Ravens going ten and six. I think the Ravens take a step back. I think people are going to be more prepared for Lamar. They're going to see what Tennessee did to him, and I think be more prepared this year. Not saying the Ravens are a bad team because I think they'd still make the Super Bowl. Not just because they're going ten and six doesn't mean what happens in the playoffs. I just have them going 10-6 in the regular season, tied with the Browns, but they get the two, the Browns get the three. And then I got the Pittsburgh Steelers going 11-5, winning the division. Uh, I love the Steelers. Eric Ebron, huge pickup. Obviously, Big Ben is back. I love their defense. They're going to be the best defense in football, in my opinion. So, yeah, I got the Steelers winning that division. AFC South, I got the Jaguars going 2-14, and 14, worst team in football this year. Obviously, you know why they're tanking. Uh, number three, I got Tennessee Titans taking a step back, going seven and nine. I am not big on Tannehill, and I'm not big on the contract they gave him. Again, I see Tannehill. He's more. People like to say he's Kirk Cousins. I think he's more Nick Foles than he is Kirk Cousins, in my honest opinion. That is what I think. I think he's just more Nick Foles than he is Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is a really good quarterback. I think he probably falls somewhere in between, but I think he's more Nick Foles. Then I got the Houston Texans going nine and seven. Hated them trading Hopkins. Made no sense to me. I just think they're going to take a big step back this year and go 9-7. and seven. I'm not huge on Bill O'Brien as a head coach. I think if they don't make the playoffs this year, which I don't have them making the playoffs, he could be out. And then I got the Colts adding Phillip Rivers, their quarterback, winning the division at 10-6. and six. I love their roster. Uh, two solid running backs, some solid tight ends, good O-line. T.Y. Hilton stays healthy. they got a really solid receiving core, really good defense. I'm super high on the Colts. I got them going 10-6, winning the division. AFC West, I got the Chargers going 5-11, and finishing last. Could be worse. I'm not huge on Tyrod Taylor. And again, if Herbert came in and played, Joe Burrow situation, Tua situation, going to play like a quarterback. He's not going to go and make them 11-5. and I got the uh, Las Vegas Raiders going 7-9. and I think they do take a step up from last year, but again, not sold yet. We'll see what your, kind of your Derek Carr has. They're about a, I think they're a year away, though. John Gruden's doing some damn good things there in, in uh, Las Vegas. I like them to take a step forward next year and possibly be second in the division. Broncos had a huge loss on Von Miller. That's I, I'm still Drew. I love Drew Locke, but he's got to prove to me more than four games that he can get this team to the playoffs. I have them going eight and eight this year. I see a lot going. I see a lot of people have them going nine and seven, ten and six. I saw even saw one prediction have them going eleven and five, only a game behind the Chiefs and getting in the playoffs. I have them going eight and eight. Not making the playoffs. Kansas City Chiefs thirteen and three. They're gonna be the best team in football again. Uh, returning twenty of twenty or twenty one of twenty two starters from a Super Bowl winning team is unheard of. I think they just keep going from what they had. Um, gonna be very tough to beat the Chiefs this year. 
And we'll get in now. We're going to get into the playoffs. So round one in the NFC, wild card weekend. I have the Bucks as the number one overall seed, so they have a bye. I have the Vikings as the four seed taking on the three, the five-seeded Saints. Um, I have the Saints actually beating the Vikings this year. I think the Saints just better football team. I think they'll be able to beat the Vikings this time if they play. Then I have the three-seeded Cardinals taking on the six-seeded Niners. Again, regular season, postseason, different. Niners have been to the Super Bowl with this team. Cardinals just getting in. I think they're going to be really hot in the regular season. I would see the Niners beating them in the postseason, though, with that defense. I think that defense matters more in the postseason, unless you're the Chiefs. And then I got the two-seeded Cowboys taking on the seven-seeded Seahawks. I think the Cowboys will win that game. Uh, Cowboys, I think, just all around a better team. Uh, Seahawks got questions on defense and the O-line, so I'll go Cowboys. In the AFC, Chiefs have a bye, of course. Um... The Chiefs have a bye. And then I got the four-seeded Colts taking on the five-seeded Ravens. I got the Ravens winning that one. Then you got the three-seeded Patriots taking on the six-seeded Browns. I'm going Cleveland. I think Cleveland's going to be a lot better this year than people think. Their roster is one of the most talented in the NFL. Then you got the Steelers versus the Bills. I'll take the Steelers. So I have three teams from the same division, Steelers, Ravens, Browns, advancing to the divisional. Now to the divisional. You got the one-seeded Buccaneers taking on the six-seeded 49ers. I got the Buccaneers advancing to the NFC title game. Cowboys-Saints, I also have the Cowboys advancing to the NFC title game to take on Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. AFC, uh, Steel, uh, Chiefs playing the Browns. I got the Chiefs and then Ravens-Steelers. I'm going to go Ravens. I think Lamar gets over the hump. I think he proves he can play in the playoffs. I think he wins two games. Now he's on to the NFC title game against the Chiefs. Uh, Buccaneers, Cowboys. I got the Cowboys beating the Buccaneers. I think the Cowboys have a better have a. It's close. They're very even. I think the Cowboys take the jump this year, though. I know I've probably been saying this for how many ever freaking years, but I think the Cowboys legitimately take the jump this year and get to the Super Bowl. Chiefs, Ravens. I'm going Chiefs to the Super Bowl. Setting up my favorite team versus my favorite player. Also, my second. I mean, my whole family is Chiefs fans, so I root for the Chiefs a lot. Um, I would also be rooting for the Cowboys in this one, but I think the Kansas City Chiefs repeat as Super Bowl champions. So now let's get into Game One predictions. Again, two points. If I'm right on the if I'm right on the game prediction, six points. Uh, four and an extra. Oh no, then it's an extra. Oh no, yeah, and then no, and then it's an extra four points. No, my fault. My fault. I'm doing I'm doing basketball on basketball points. NFL is one point for the prediction correct, two points if I get the score differential correct, and then three points added on if you get the uh, uh, score exactly correct. So that's a total of six points each game. Uh, Thursday Night Football, ring night. Chiefs beat the Texans 31-20. Sunday early games. Uh, I got the Browns upsetting the Ravens 27-24 in week one. I think the Browns are going to come out ready to play. Baker Mayfield knows. People were talking bad about him last year. He's going to come out and prove something. I got the Panthers 24-23 over the Raiders. I got the Seahawks. No, my bad. I have Raiders 26-24 over the Panthers. Seahawks 30-27 over the Falcons. Bills 23-13 over the Jets. Lions 2017 over the Bears. Uh, Colts 31-17 over the Jags. Vikings 24-20 over the Packers. Patriots 27-16 over the Dolphins. Eagles 27-14 over football team. Bengals 23-20 over the Chargers. Saints 35-34 over the Bucks. I do think they open up with a week one win. Uh, 
Cardinals 28-24 over the Niners. Cowboys 31-23 over the Rams. Uh, Steelers 28-17 over the Giants. And Titans 26-23 over the Broncos. Now my five top five spreads of the week. I like the Eagles at minus five and a half over a football team. I think they beat them by double figures, so I like that minus five and a half. I have the Browns beating the Ravens, so I definitely like their plus seven and a half. I like them. If they were to lose, I don't think it'd be by that much anyway. Bengals Chargers. I love the Bengals at plus three and a half. Good line. I'll take the Bengals at plus three and a half, my spreads of the week. And Cardinals plus seven and a half over the Niners. And Steelers minus six over the Giants. I think the Steelers are going to look really good. Now, award predictions. Comeback player of the year, Cam Newton is my prediction. Obviously, I have Rob Gronkowski in the running. I'm going to go Cam Newton because I think he's going to also be in the MVP discussion. Defensive rookie of the year, Isaiah Simmons for the Cardinals. He's going to be massive in the middle. He's going to have a ton. I think he's going to get four or five picks this year. He's going to lead the team in tackles. He's going to have some sacks. I love Isaiah Simmons. His first, you can play him at D-end, linebacker, safety, corner if you need be. I just love Isaiah Simmons. Offense rookie of the year, I'm going Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. A lot of people like Joe Burrow. I'm going Hilaire because I think he's going to be a huge part in this offense. I think he's going to have a bunch of rushing touchdowns. I think he's going to add on like four or five receiving touchdowns as well. Defensive player of the year, I'm going Miles Garrett. Bounce back. After obviously the whole controversy last year, I think he wins defensive player of the year. He's going to lead the NFL in sacks in my prediction, and he will win defensive player of the year. Offense player of the year, I'm going Kyler Murray. He had a great rookie year. I think he makes an even bigger jump in his sophomore year. Coach of the year, I'm going Mike Tomlin. Steelers are not great last year. I think he they gets him the one seed in his division, which might be the toughest division in football. Arguably the toughest division in football. I think he gets coach of the year. MVP, Kyler Murray. I'm going him as my MVP. I think, again, he takes a huge step after a great rookie year. He's going to have an unbelievable sophomore year. All right, let's get into some soccer talk. Headlines, Italian midfielder, Sandro Tonali. Tonali. Signs with childhood favorite favorite team, AC Milan. Big signing from Milan. He's going to be huge in the midfield for them. They need some help in midfield. In the midfield, uh, Jurgen Klopp admits Reds, uh, the Liverpool, the Reds cannot match uh, cannot match money wise with what Chelsea and Man City can op- can offer. And he's correct. I see Liverpool. They're not a huge people. Act like you know they're a great team and they're a big time. They're a big time. Uh, Big time organization, whatever you want to call them in soccer. What do they call them? I don't know what they call them in soccer. Exactly. But they're not money driven like Man City, Man U, Chelsea. They're not money driven. They're honestly they're they're a great they're great at building guys up. And they're good at making good they they look they realize talent and they make great signings. So I just I really like what they do there, and I, he's right. They can't match what Chelsea and Man City can do. I mean, look what Chelsea did this offseason with the signings they had. They spent a lot of money. And Chelsea's going to be a very good fucking team this year. Klopp is right, though. Uh, Man U, they get a big-time late signing. Uh, Donny Van de Beek from Ajax. Their midfield is set. Bruno Fernandez, Paul Pogba, and now Donny Van de Beek. Love Man U's uh, midfield. CR7 gets 100, gets goal 100 and 101 international goals. He's only nine away from breaking the record now. Unbelievable. He should break it. Um, unbelievable career he's had. One of the best ever, in my opinion, the best ever. Now let's get into the five major, uh, the five major leagues, the five big time leagues predictions. Uh, League one in uh, France, I got Nantes at six, Angers at five, Nice at four, Lyon at three, Monaco at two, PSG will run away with it again at one. Syria, I got Lazio going six, AC Milan at five, 
Napoli at four, Inter Milan at three, and a team that I see a lot of people having at five and six or seven. I put Roma at two. I think they're going to have a great year. I like Roma to come in and play really well this year. I got Roma at two, and I got Juventus winning it again. I could see you could see Juventus dropping off though. In, in Serie A, maybe not even winning it. If somebody, if you put Roma, Inter, or Napoli, Napoli winning it, I wouldn't go against that because I think Juventus is very much going to prioritize the Champions League this year. They know this is probably Ronaldo's last year with them. Yeah, I see them. Uh, I see them prioritizing Champions League highly over Serie A this year. Bundesliga, uh, I got Schalke at five, Warder Bremen at four. Oh no, Schalke at six, Warder Bremen at five, RB Leipzig at four, three Bayern Leverkusen, two Bayern Munich, and one Dortmund. Love what Dortmund did this year. They kept Sancho. They have uh, Holland. I love Dortmund. There, I think they win the Bundesliga this year. La Liga, I got Valencia at six, Sevilla. At four, Real Betis. No, no. Valencia at six, Sevilla at five, Real Betis at four, Barcelona three. I think there's too much controversy there. I think you're going to see Messi sit out quite a few games this year. And then you got Real Madrid two. And I have Atletico Madrid winning this year. I love what they've done. I think Atletico get it done this year and they win La Liga. Uh, Premier League, I did top 10 because it's just a bigger league and it's, it's the most, it's by far the most fun league to watch and the biggest league in the world. I have Aston Villa entering my top 10. I have them at 10. At 9, I got Leicester City taking a drop off. I got 8. I got the I got Wolverhampton at 8. At 7, I have Everton taking a huge jump up. I have Tottenham at 6. I think they stay around there, Europa League. Arsenal 5, Europa League. Man U 4, Man City 3, Chelsea 2, and I have my team, Liverpool, winning the Premier League this year. Again, though, would not be shocked if they prioritize the Champions League this year. But we'll see what happens. College football. Again, only three of the five major conferences are playing, but we're still going to predict those standings, and we're going to do five best games of the week. Obviously, the first first couple weeks, not great, not many great games. Um, so, But we're going to prioritize. We're still going to do it because I love college football so much. We're still going to do my top five games of the week. One point if correct, two, point if ex- two points extra if score differential is correct, and three points extra if score is correct. So here we go. Top. Obviously, the ACC added Notre Dame for this season, so they don't have conferences. It's just strictly 15 teams. At 15, I have Duke. At 14, Boston College. 13, Georgia Tech. 12, Louisville. 11, Pitt. 10, Wake Forest. 9, Syracuse. 8, North Carolina State. 7, Virginia. 6, Florida State. 5, Virginia Tech. 4, Miami. 3, Notre Dame. 2, North Carolina. 1, Clemson. And I would have Clemson beating North Carolina in the AC Championship game, which North Carolina's going to be damn good this year, though. In the Big 12, 10, Texas Tech, 9, West Virginia, 8, Kansas, 7, TCU, 6, Kansas State, 5, Baylor, 4, Texas, 3, Oklahoma State, 2, Iowa State, and number 1, Oklahoma. And I have Oklahoma beating Iowa State in the Big 12 title. In the SEC, the East, I had to flip it around. Uh, Vanderbilt, 7, Missouri, 6, Tennessee, 5, Kentucky 4, South Carolina 3, and here's my flip. Georgia 2, Florida 1. Georgia lost their starting quarterback. He chose to sit out because of COVID. I have Florida now winning the SEC East. 7, Arkansas in the West. 6, Mississippi State. 5, Ole Miss. 4, LSU. 3, Auburn. 2, A&M. 1, Alabama. Alabama beating Florida in the SEC title game. Now, my five, five best games of the week predictions. Again, the games aren't great this week. The first two weeks are a little dicey. So I just I picked games that I'm going to be interested in watching. Duke Notre Dame. I got Notre Dame winning by 
you know, 34-17. Interesting how Notre Dame does, though. Uh, added added some lower schools in here. UTSA, Texas State. I got UTSA 31-23. Uh, Wake Forest, Clemson. I got Wake Forest 23, Clemson 38. Tulsa, Oklahoma State. Oh, that game got moved back, didn't it? I'm pretty sure that game got moved back. A week. Um, okay, so we're going to have to find another game. I, I totally forgot about that. I read that yesterday. That game got moved back. So we'll add another one. That'll be on Twitter. Uh, Coastal Carolina, 14. Kansas, 31. Kansas gets revenge for last year for sure. My five best bets of the week. Iowa State at minus 11.5 against Louisiana Lafayette. I think they win that game by two or three touchdowns. Uh, I had UTSA beating Texas State, so I like them at plus 7.5. K-State plays Arkansas State. I like K-State at minus 10.5, winning by two scores. Wake Forest is plus 32.5 against Clemson. I think they cover the 32.5. That's one of my best bets of the week for sure. And KU is minus 7 against Coastal Carolina. I think they won by more than three scores. So obviously I like KU as one of my bets of the week. Now we'll get into combat sports. Brock Lesnar, again, a free agent. Does he stick with wrestling and go to AEW and stick it to Vince? Or does he go UFC or Bellator? Um, John Jones then calls him out saying, Brock, I'll beat your ass too. Dana White has said, if Brock and John want to fight, we'll let them fight. People, people have said they would rather see Brock go to Bellator. I understand because there could be some potential great matchups. A Frank Mir trilogy, uh, a Fedor fight, a Ryan Bader heavyweight title fight, and Fabricio Werdum. There are some great fights there. I just think Brock's ego would not let him go to Bellator. I think he would, if he came back to fight, it would have to be in the UFC and it would be against John Jones. Um, not a good fight for Brock. I would still love to see that. If that could happen, I would love to see it. But Brock Lesnar is a free agent. Uh, DC is officially retired. He will leave the USADA testing pool, so he is done. Uh, he's done for sure, so a hell of a career for D.C., top five, top six, top seven all time. Um, just a hell of a career for D.C. Um, Michael Chandler is a free agent. Will he stay with Bellator or head to the, finally head to the UFC? I think he does go to the UFC. I think they get that done. I think he goes to the UFC. Would love a first fight to see, like, Edson Barboza, Ally Aquinta. Don't let – I tell you don't throw him immediately to Ferguson Poirier. Ally Aquinta is a great fight. But yes, Chandler to the UFC. That's what I think happens. Uh, Oscar De La Hoya, once Connor in a boxing match, willing to give him $100 million. Crazier things have happened. Could definitely see De La Hoya and Connor boxing. Fury wants Joshua if Wilder doesn't agree to a deal soon. Good. Hopefully Wilder doesn't agree to a deal because I want to see Fury-Joshua. I don't need to see Wilder-Fury again. Fury's beat him twice, no matter what the judges said. And he dominated the second fight. All seven rounds. Domination. No need to see it right now. Maybe down the line. Let Wilder fight some other guys and let him build himself back up. That fight was demoralizing for him. I do not want to see that third one. I think he if he beats Wilder a third if he beats Wilder a third time, where does Wilder go? Then he prays that Fury beats Joshua because then you can fight Joshua because he would have a loss again. So I guess that's all you can pray for. But I think it's a terrible decision to make that fight next. Earl Spence Jr. is back after his uh, bad, bad car accident, obviously. What's crazy was the cops said if he would have been in the car, if he would have stayed in the car during the wreck, he would have died. That actually him getting flown out of the car and not having a seatbelt on saved his life somehow. 
He is back, though. He's one of the best in the world. I hope he's the same. And he's fighting Danny Garcia. That is going to be an excellent fight. I don't buy boxing boxing fights. I think we bought one this year. All right, Fury and, Fury and Wilder was at the beginning of this year. I can't remember for sure. I think it was at the beginning of this year. I usually like to buy two or three a year. There hasn't been really a big one, other one to buy. So I'd love to see Earl Spence, Danny Garcia. I'd probably pay for that one. Eddie Hearn is trying to make Bud Crawford, Kell Brook fight. Obviously, Bud Crawford is headed by, he's a top-ranked boxing ESPN. So we'll see if that deal goes in. I hope so. That's a good fight. Kell Brook's a tough guy. Bud Crawford should win. Tough guy, though. Lomachenko, we're finally getting the fight we want. Vasily Lomachenko versus Tofimo, Teofimo Lopez on October 13th in the unification bout live on ESPN+. Plus. So it's not going to be the pay-per-view version of $60, not where you have to have ESPN+, Plus and then buy the pay-per-view. You just got to have the $4.99 ESPN+. Plus. That's all you have to have to watch the two best in the world, their weight class, have the unification belt. I'll give my predictions later, but I love Teofimo Lopez. Canelo is now suing... Golden Boy and DAZN for a breach of contract. They're supposed to give him at least two fights a year, and one of those fights must be a premium uh, boxer. The crazy thing is, they haven't considered some of his recent fights premium. They consider, this is crazy to me, they consider GGG a premium fight, so they did the trilogy, Triple G. They consider bouts with De La Hoya, Khabib, Jorge, and Connor premium bouts. That is a ticket sale only. Those aren't premium bouts. Besides Triple G, Canelo murders all those guys. I want to see Conor box again, but I don't want to see him box fucking Canelo Alvarez. I want to see the bigger the bigger name fights, a De La Hoya, a Pacquiao, a Floyd rematch, a, a, a Malinaji fight. Canelo is the one of the easy, one or two best fighters in the world. And those are your premium list? A Jorge Masvidal fight? What, how do we think that goes? With Jorge Masvidal knocked unconscious by the end of the first round. How do we think a Khabib-Canillo fight goes? With Khabib getting murdered inside 25 seconds. A De La Hoya fight. I think Connor smokes De La Hoya. What is Canillo going to do to him? DeZone and Golden Boy, get your shit together. Golden Boy has just been atrocious. The Ryan Garcia handling, now Canillo. They're going to lose their two biggest guys. I don't know what to say, but I can't. Even, I don't even know what to say after they named those guys the premium fights. So he's got to go out of his way. So now you have to. Now you make it even harder for him to get a fight because now he has to go negotiate with Dana White on on Jorge and Khabib. Uh, that takes a while. It's, just, it's ridiculous. It's very very ridiculous. The zone and Golden Boy gear shit together. Uh, what's next for recent fights? Uh, some a while ago, but we'll do them. Pedro Munoz lost to Frankie Edgar. I want to see either Cheeto Vera or Rob Font for Pedro. For Frankie Edgar, I want to see Dominic Cruz, number one. That's the number one option. Number two, Marlon Marais, Corey Sandhagen, loser. Uh, Neil Magny, want to see him fight uh, Geoff Neal, who he's supposed to fight, or an Anthony Pettis fight. Anthony Smith, uh, Volkan Ozdemir, or the Shogun uh, Paul Craig winner. Alexander Rakic, either Yuri Prozowska or Tiago Santos. Either one of those fights makes great sense. Uh, Michael Pereira, if you haven't seen this guy fight, go look him up. He is so he's so fun to watch fight. I love watching him fight. Crazy guy. Want Mike Perry or Robbie Lawler? That's one A, one B. Give me one of those for Michael Pereira. Ovin St. Brew, big knockout win. Back at light heavyweight. I'd like to see him either fight the the either fight Anthony Smith 
or the Shogun uh, Paul Craig winner. Augusto Saki coming off loss to Overeem. I think either the Volkov Harris winner or uh, Alexi Olenek. Uh, Alistair Overeem, I, I would love to see him welcome John Jones to heavyweight. I think Jones beats him, but I'd love to see it because I think it's a great fight. Or two, you fight the Lewis Blades winner and get back there for a title shot. I haven't talked about Connor in a while, so we'll do his uh, his uh, options on both sides, looking at what he could do next. MMA options next. Uh, top five, I say number one is Gaethje Khabib winner. Number two would be Nate. Three would be Poirier. Four would be Nick Diaz. And then five would be uh, Tony Ferguson. Uh, no, not Tony Ferguson. Jorge Masvidal. That'd be my top five. On the boxing side, number one option for him is Manny Pacquiao because he gets to fight for a world title. I don't think it's as big as Miss Pacquiao will think either. The number two option, and the one I think he for sure wins, is Pauly Malignaggi. We've already seen him outbox him in sparring, and we saw Pauly lose to his teammate Artem in bare knuckle. And there's a story there. Uh, three would be Floyd Mayweather, the rematch. Obviously, be massive still. I think you, you would have the thing of, well, look how explosive and strong Connor looked in his last fight, and then look how, look how much older Floyd Mayweather is. Now, to end the combat sports segment, I'm going to do my top 10 favorite upcoming fights. At 10, my number 10 favorite fight upcoming is Habib Gaethje on October 24th. Again, I don't, I don't fuck through these guys. I'm still excited to see it. It's not my most favorite fight because I don't think it's going to be as action-packed as people think. I think Gaethje's going to his back a lot. So, yeah. Nine, fight that was just booked. Kamara Usman, Gilbert Burns. Yes, I know people are turned off by Usman because how he fought Masvidal. Gilbert Burns is going to force him to fight, though, and he's going to come in shape. He's a great wrestler, so Usman's not going to be just taking him down, and he's not going to be just holding him in the clinch doing those fucking foot stomps. That's a great fight. Number eight, Robert Whitaker, Jared Cannonier. I cannot wait for this middleweight fight. Winner, rightful number one contender for the title. I like Cannonier in that fight. We'll do more of a breakdown when it comes to it, though. Number seven, Zabit Magomed Sheripov, Yair Rodriguez. God, can we please? It's almost as cursed as Tony and Khabib. Can we please get this fight? It'd be so outstanding. Number six, Brian Ortega versus Chan Sung Jun, the Korean zombie. Finally going to happen in October. Darren Till, Jack Hermanson. Till, with a big win, puts himself right up there to fight for the getting close to the title. Hermanson as well. Winner's going to fight. Winner could fight the loser of Whitaker Cannonier, or it could fight Yoel, or it could fight if, if Costa, the loser of Costa Stylebender. Number four, this one is strictly on here because he is my third, favorite, third all-time favorite fighter, Anderson Silva, Uriah Hall. Most likely Anderson's last fight. I really hope he goes out to win. That's number four, my favorite upcoming. Three, uh, Davidson Figueiredo versus Cody Garbrandt for the flyweight title. Cody, obviously one of my favorites. Cannot wait for that fight. I think Garbrandt gets it done. Number two, Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa. Oh my goodness, this fight, I just cannot wait. This fight is going to be outstanding. There's nothing more I want to see than this fight right here. I cannot wait. Well, scratch that. One more fight. This fight has also been brewing for years and years. My number one and one of my favorite active fighters on the planet, Colby Covington versus Tyrone Woodley. About time we're going to get this in a five-round main event, thank God, because they thought about putting it as the co-main event of Stylebender Costa, until Jones vacated, they made Reyes Blockowitz the co-main, and Colby Covington Woodley goes up a week earlier, and they're fighting in a main event. I cannot wait. I'm so pumped. Colby Covington's going to beat his ass, and I cannot wait. NBA. 
We're going to get into my NBA regular season awards, then my all-NBA teams, and then we got uh, trade packages and fits for stars, and then we'll get into what I've, how my predictions have gone for the playoffs and we'll outlook of the playoffs. My regular season awards. My coach of the year was Billy Donovan. Absolutely stunned they let him go. It proves to me that they're definitely going to go rebuilding. I don't think you see guys like uh, Gallinari, Adams, Schroeder, and Chris Paul back next year. I think they go total rebuild because I think they know that they're they're a really good team, but they're not going to compete for a title. They're not going to be title contenders. Uh, my most improved player is Devontae Graham. Uh, absolutely shame that he was fourth in voting or fifth, whatever it was, but I had him as my most improved. My sixth man of the year is Dennis Schroeder. Here's why. The Clippers had two guys up for sixth man of the year. Now, how in the hell does that make sense? Because one guy comes in at six, one guy comes in at seven. You don't get two six men. That's not how it works. So I gave it to Schroeder. First off, I thought he was more valuable to them because their scoring was not great. So his scoring off the bench was more valuable than Lou Will or Harrell because you have superstars like Kawhi and PG in the starting lineup. So I had Schroeder as my sixth man. John Morant, rookie of the year, enough said. I had defense player of the year to Anthony Davis. I thought him in the paint, he's just he's just more dominant. He should have got it over Giannis. MVP, LeBron James. Giannis is out. Where's he at? Okay, LeBron was, is the most valuable player on the planet every year. There should be two awards. There should be the MVP and the player that had the best stats this year. LeBron James is the most valuable player every year, and you can't tell me otherwise. He is the most valuable player to his team. What he's been able to do, that Houston game last night, 29 in the first half, he saw that... He realized that I'm going to have to come out fast. My team, my team, they did not play. His surround, supporting cast, besides AD, did not play well in the first half. He had to come out and play. He 29 in the first half. Then he realized in the second half, guys are getting to going. Caruso, Kuzma, Rondo, AD's really getting going. So LeBron only scores seven, seven points in the second half. But he was then the best defender on the court in the second half. With the blocks, rebounding, the steals, his IQ. He did an all, It was an all-around performance by LeBron. He's the best player in the world, most valuable player. All-NBA third team. Uh, so I did it to where I did it to where you only had to have – you could have had my, – in my all-NBA rankings, you could have – you had to have one, one center at least or one paint guy, one big man. And then you could have four guards. So my first one, I have Carl Anthony Towns my center for all-NBA third team. I had Hayden Ingram, who are small forwards, and then I had Devin Booker and Russell Westbrook as my All-NBA third team. My All-NBA second team, I had Jokic as my big guy. Then I had four guards. I had Chris Paul, Bradley Beal, Dame Lord, and Trey Young. Go look at Trey Young's stats. Tell me how he shouldn't be All-NBA. All-NBA first team, I think it's pretty, pretty easy. Yeah, I did not have Kawhi in here. Didn't play enough games. You don't, you don't play in the regular season. This is, this is supposed to be, you know, this is what it is. He didn't play enough games for me. So I went Anthony Davis, Giannis, LeBron, James Harden, Luka is my All-NBA first team. My best trade packages. So on a previous podcast a while ago, I did the three best trade packages for stars that I think could be moved this season, this offseason. Um, now I put it down to one. I, and I chose to take Giannis out for now because I'm debating on who, if he's going to be traded, and what team could give the best trade package. So I did six other guys, though, that, that I think very well could be moved. We're going to start with Blake Griffin uh, to the Hornets for Nicholas Batum and Cody Zeller. People are saying, well, Batum and Zeller's contracts, they're expiring, so Detroit would want them. 
uh, Blake's got two years left and a player option, and I think the Hornets are trying to sneak into the playoffs next year. So I think that helps him a lot, getting a really good big guy in Blake Griffin, who I think can still play. Yeah, you don't hear about Blake anymore because he's playing in Detroit. And they traded away his other his, his uh, teammate, Andre Drummond. So yeah, you don't hear about him. I'd love to see him in Charlotte. Uh, Nikola Vucevic, I think he is going to get traded. I think there's going to be a lot of teams that want him, and I think he's going to want to go play for a legit contender. So I have the Dallas Mavericks offering Dwight Powell, DeLon Wright, Maxi Kleber, and probably a first-round pick, first pick, maybe two, to get him. But you get a third star. But again, this is going to be revamped later on in a new podcast because I'm going to have to decide would, would Giannis be traded to the Mavericks. You know, so it could be revamped. Zach Levine to the Raptors. For Norman Powell, Patrick McCall, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, and two first-round draft picks. You get Norman Powell as a shooting guard for the for the Bulls, and then you get also two future first, and Levine goes to a contender, which I think that's where he wants to be. And again, this is going to be revamped. Oladipo, I might not have him going to this team, same as Bradley Beal. But let's say Oladipo to the Lakers, where I think where he's he's made it clear to some people that he wants to be in, play for the Lakers. Uh, Danny Green and either Alex Crusoe or Kyle Kuzma, one of those two, and Taylor Horton Tucker and a first-round pick for Victor Oladipo. And I think you don't have to give up one because of Oladipo's injuries uh, in his past. Joel Embiid to the Suns for Kelly Oubre, DeAndre Ayton, one of those young guards probably, maybe Mikel Bridges, and a first-round draft pick. Great trade for both teams. Joel is a certified star, so him and, him and Booker become a dynamic duo. And then you get, if you get Mikel Bridges and Kelly Oubre, you get two guys that can shoot the ball around Ben Simmons, and then you still get a good, really good, a potentially future great center in DeAndre Ayton and a pick. Bradley Beal to the Nuggets for Gary Harris, Monty Morris, and two first-round draft picks. Again, I would love to see Beal in the Nuggets. If he went to the Nuggets, you'd have me thinking Nuggets is a one seed, uh, definitely top two seed next year. I think they would outdo the Clippers or possibly the Lakers. All right, so let's get to my let's get to the NBA p- playoffs. So for the basketball, I did uh, two points if I got the series correct, and then you could add on. What was it four? I think add on four points if I got the series exactly correct. So Bucks Magic, I had the Bucks sweeping them, so I only got two because the Magic won a game. Heat Pacers had that going seven. Boy, was I wrong. Two points. Uh, Celtics, I had them going six. That was ironic again against the Sixers, so I got two points. I got the series correct. And then Raptors, I had them over the Nets uh, 4-0, so I got six points in that one. To the West, uh, I had the Lakers in five, so that's a six-pointer over the Blazers. I had the Rockets in seven over the Thunder, so there's six points. I had the Nuggets in, seven, in six over the Jazz, so that's only two. And then I had the Clippers over the Mavs in six, which was a six-pointer. In six, yeah, six points there as well. So good in the Western. Perfect two predictions in the first round. Went undefeated in the semifinals. I had the Heat only beating the Bucks in. I had the Heat beating the Bucks in seven. Did have the Heat winning though. I had them in seven. They obviously won in five. So that's a two points. I have Raptors in seven. At this point in the podcast, I have no idea who's won. Um, I can check that right now though. Uh, I had the Raptors in seven, and I have yeah. So I need the Raptors to win. Raptors, Celtics, overtime, Raptors or Celtics up one in overtime right now. This would end the series, and that would also end my finals pick. I had the Raptors in the NBA Finals. I had the Raptors in seven. And then I have the Lakers in five of the Rockets, which is still possible. 
uh, Lakers up 2-1. I have the Nuggets in seven over the Clippers. Clippers up 2-1, so we'll see what happens there. And then the conference finals, I had the Raptors in seven over the Heat and the Lakers in five over the Nuggets. And then I had the Lakers in six over the Raptors in the finals. That was my finals prediction. So I guess we'll see what happens here. Hopefully the Raptors can get it done. I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose my finals prediction. That's points. But, uh, yeah, so thank you guys for listening. It's going to be back. Again, we're going to be doing it every Wednesday and Sunday. We're going to pop them out. Again, I like doing Wednesday because it's the day before NFL Sunday. Uh, after after the fights, so that's I'm gonna that's how I'm gonna do it this this year uh, for this run of the podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll be back Sunday.